Don't mind me, just mowing my virtual lawn here. You know, a lot of folks are keeping their homes and gardens pristine right now, and I think I've got just the person to talk about it coming up on today's Authentic Avenue. Lowe's, a leader in home improvement and well-positioned to help any would-be Bob Vila when it comes to sprucing up your old place. The brand is a very new place for Chief Marketing Officer Marissa Thalberg, who joined in February just before COVID's first wave hammered the U.S. Since then, she's been focused on helping consumers bring joy inside and around their homes, and today we talk about how to be the best a brand can be. So sit back and enjoy as I get real with Lowe's and Marissa Thalberg. All right, now, if there's one thing that I have known over the last couple of months, it is that when I walk outside, everybody's front and backyard is pristine. And that is, of course, in part thanks to our guest from today, from Lowe's, Marissa Thalberg. Marissa, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Have you noticed this as well when you walk around the neighborhood? Be honest with me. Well, I think this is obviously a completely unprecedented year in our history, and even the word unprecedented is starting to sound extremely tired. Isn't it? The thing that, um, I guess one of the implications of what's happened, particularly in the wake of this pandemic, is that it has forced our collective attention toward our homes. We're spending more time in our homes than ever before. It's changed um, you know, just our, our relationship with our homes. And as we look around and we consider what it means to really make a house a home and feel comfortable and have it adapt to all of our changing needs, um, both functional and in, and sometimes more inspirational. Yeah, I think it has been an, just an absolutely uh, unique time in history um, for this kind of business to play just a critical role. Gosh, no kidding. And, you know, even inside the home as well, I'm seeing it from both sides, of course, inside my home, not inside many other homes, but I know that that is going on everywhere. I want to continue on that word for just a second. I want to learn what brought you to Lowe's as as your new home, because I know that's a relatively new move for you in terms of of life. And this must be a crazy way to begin uh, sort of your tenure at Lowe's. But I want to I want to learn about that. How how that come about? Yes, it is. Uh, this this was certainly unforeseen, um, but already it was a pretty um, unexpected move, I suppose. Although the first really unexpected move I made was five years ago when I left um, my life in New York and my career in luxury beauty and became the chief marketing officer of Taco Bell in Southern California. And so it was it was a big, big life change for my family to relocate from New York to California. And it was a big career change in regards to um, just total change in industry. But I loved it. And I'm so proud of what I accomplished in my tenure at Taco Bell really making the brand into a a culture-centric lifestyle brand, achieving record results. So incredible um, run, and yet I was ready for a new challenge, and I was trying to figure out and exploring a bunch of different things. And when the Lowe's opportunity arose, I mean, I just felt something for that brand, much in the way I felt something for Taco Bell, even though at the time I wasn't even a big Taco Bell consumer. I was going to say that, yeah, I was wondering if that was part of the reason, but uh, yeah. 
wasn't, especially living in New York where I just wasn't a big consumer of that kind of fast food. And now, of course, I, I, I love the brand and the food. Um, but with Lowe's, it was a little different. I felt like there was just like, people have this reaction to Lowe's. Oh, I really like Lowe's. Um, or I really love Lowe's. But um, prior to, of course, this current period, there was just a sense that I had, and that was borne out in what I learned about the brand, of it just needing more attention as a brand and finding its voice, finding its place, finding its strategy. And that is very much the journey that our CEO, Marvin Ellison, has undertaken in many respects. A lot of them um, regarding retail fundamentals and just you know, transforming just the whole operations of Lowe's. So that journey um, is about 18 months to two years in the making since his tenure. And I was, uh, you know, effectively the final piece of his leadership puzzle to really come in and be the first executive vice president, chief brand and marketing officer of the company to just elevate the role of the brand um, in, in just how the company thinks and also in the role it's playing in, in the landscape. And, and that all started in February and I'm barely a couple weeks on the job and figuring out how to commute for a few months until school right. is over. And then we all know what happened next. Boom. So quite an interesting time to begin, um, you know, a, a, a relocation across country and, uh, you know, an onboarding on a completely different industry and category. And, undertaking a major marketing transformation, all all then with a little pandemic thrown in the mix. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, just w- w- welcome to 2020 folks. It's like, there's a whole menu of exactly. stuff that you all got to weather. I mean, could exactly. you imagine maybe undergoing some of that in a multi-year period? I mean, gosh, maybe before, maybe in 2019, yeah, that was considered something which would be whew, quite the undertaking, but I think I'm up for it in this, you know, now it's like, well, now you, now you get all that. No, and, and oh, by the way, dot, 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 maybe there's something else that's coming up. Who knows? But wow. Yeah. Quite yeah. the time for you. And to start that in February, geez, and then everything goes boom. But but uh, you know what? Boom's a good way to put it because, you know, as at least I've observed, and I don't know the ins and outs of Lowe's, but I have seen folks improving their their, their homes inside and out. Whether it's you're undergoing a brand new project, you're putting an addition on your house, whether it's just you're keeping your lawn clean, whether in, in my case, it's I got two little plants sitting out on my back porch here, uh, and, and I'm not a big gardener. That's the beginning of my green thumb. How, you got all these new people who maybe they say, oh, I, I love I love Lowe's. I really enjoy Lowe's. But now they're saying, oh, I need Lowe's. How, how do you tap into that? I mean, all these stories that are being told, there's got to be, I mean, countless at your disposal, right? Well, fortunately, even though I had barely a head start, I had, you know, an anticipation of beginning this role. I had been, you know, been... Uh, really uh, trying to get to know the opportunity as well as the brand and think about what I felt we needed to do and sort of building that agenda. And then, of course, um, it didn't all, it's not so much that it all changed in many ways. What this crisis did was accelerate it. And, you know, there's nothing really redeeming on a societal level about a crisis like this in terms of the massive, massive implications that we're all experiencing. Right. Yeah. But I will say that um, sometimes out of massive disruption does come permission to be bolder, um, to throw away the existing way things have been done. And you have to sort of, um, in a way, it it was an enabler to do some of the things I might have done ultimately just a lot sooner. And I didn't really have a choice. You know, it's everything that the way the brand was marketing had to change immediately. So 
um, without necessarily all the resources and the luxury of time to be absolutely uh, perfectionistic about it. It was just go and trusting instincts and, you know, getting to know the team while I'm doing this. Right. But I think that's where, um, you know, we don't just get paid for, um, you know, machines to tell us what we do. You bring your judgment and your instincts about how do you navigate a company and a brand through a very challenging period and how do you find your authenticity in the storytelling and how do you bring the messages that are, are what people actually need and want from you right now. And that's that's how um, a lot of good stuff started to come to pass for the brand. And now we just have, feel a responsibility to keep um, the momentum up, but do so, of course, in a very responsible way because it's a time where, you you know, of course, we want to make sure people know we're open, we're available, we have what they need, and also on an, a more sort of psychological or emotional level that we can inspire them as they're spending so much time at home with little accessible ways in which they can make a difference in their home and to make it more pleasurable, more enjoyable, more adaptable to whether it's suddenly turning, a, you know, a, a, an empty room or a nook or a closet into a home office. I mean, that's a lot of that's going on right now. It's just one um, significant example of, of the world in which we're all living right now and the role that we can play in it. Yeah, that's something that I've experienced myself. I mean, my significant another and I, and I are working sort of between a wall here, but had to put together a whole brand new office thing. I mean, that, that that's just the, on the very smallest of scales. So so for you, all right, this is this is an awfully thin line to walk though, isn't it? Because like at the at one point, you got to let people know, hey, Lowe's is open, ready to help you. We're, we're here to help you. And people, at least as I can perceive right now, I mean, they're, they're just looking to like stay safe and hunkered. And they, in some cases, do not want businesses like knocking on their door and saying like, hey, remember we still exist why don't you come and buy some stuff from us and now you've got this incredible opportunity here you're tapping into kind of like i've heard this being called tapping into your lizard brain you know you're operating on instinct you got all these stories you got to throw some stuff out the window so let's get real for a second i mean what what, what have you done that's new and what what had what had to go i mean brand new context we got to do things new what, what what did that list look like for you well i think that um First of all, there was a lot of putting certain mar- what I consider to be marketing fundamentals in place to make sure that we weren't just um, flying by the seat of the pants. You need to really think about what are the different parts of the business and the stories we'd want to drive and how do we do that. So all of that was kind of in the works, clarifying our brand positioning. So I consider those fundamentals. At the same time, you know, you're adapting to this environment and part of what makes marketing great is when you can, you know, plug into the zeitgeist and what consumers are feeling and needing and saying. And so just thinking about the changing nature um, and relationship with home and what are the implications of that to Lowe's, I think those two things go really hand in hand. And you're looking at your own trends. What are people shopping for? Um, What are the essentials and the different categories that um, that are popping. And what we started to see, it was really across the board, a lot of our different categories. And, you know, this it's what's interesting in this business is you think of a lot of retailers where holiday, you know, meaning like that fourth quarter is like kind of that, that make or break time of year. That's for right. Spring has historically been, um, 
our equivalency because people, you know, come out of the winter, it's spring, you're sort of like reopening everything. And everything's hopeful. I'm sure you didn't hear that this year, though. Our lawn, we have amazing, you know, lawn and garden center that, um, you know, just, just comes to life for customers. It's just a very, it's an exciting time in this business. What was so different here was, um, thinking about it less in terms of what have been the kind of traditional plays of this industry where it was you know, highly promotional and in a, in a you know, a, a understandably but conventionally retail way. And we that would have just been, frankly, inappropriate when we didn't, you know, we were open as an essential retailer, but we didn't, you know, we weren't trying to scream, come to Lowe's, come to Lowe's, but rather we felt it was also important not to just to go quiet either, that this is a time time, um, especially in the initial days of this crisis, where people actually derive a lot of trust and authority and comfort from familiar brands that speak to them in a way that's meaningful in times like this. And I think that's one of the things we did right, um, both um, sort of on our own, but also in comparison to some other brands is we, um, we, we didn't hide we found our voice to talk about who we've always been as a company. In fact, we took a big position when the NFL draft happened. We decided to go big with that. Remember the NFL draft back in April? Yeah, no, when everybody was like doing those. I, I remember all the fans were like clapping via Zoom. I, it was very bizarre, but, it, but you know, That's entertaining great. in that. But, you know, it was interesting, right? Everyone was already at that point. And this was only the early days now. Sure, of, of yeah. COVID crisis, starved for a little sports or a live live event viewing. And I think, you know, the NFL did a really great job with that. We were very present in that. We thought about, well, how do we want to show up? It, it was really about reflecting on who Lowe's and, and, and our store associates have always been there. And, and, we, and it was one of the things I found very inspiring as I've gotten to know this brand is... We're good in serving you um, day to day, but boy, when there is a flood or a hurricane or some kind of event like that where people's homes are imperiled and they really need us, our culture is just to rise to that occasion. It, it motivates our, our Red Vest associates across the organization in our you know 2,000 or so stores. You know, We're talking about 350,000 associates and they're just unbelievable. And that's what was happening in this crisis too is just a different kind of moment of need for people. But the ways in which our associates were rallying, and then there was also this collective desire to um, to recognize the the real first responders, the you know doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals. And so one of the earliest things we did was figure out well how do we authentically support this? And we realized a lot of there was a beginning of people you know, making their own signs and hanging them in their windows. Of course, we were all quarantining. And and so we just felt like as the leaders in DIY and do-it-yourself culture, we could we could be a, a leader, but also really just a fellow participant in that. And we created a campaign called um, Build Thanks. And we just found out that it was, it's on shortlisted for one of um, the best PR campaigns of, of the year. And just even thinking that way, it was very, very different kind of form of retail marketing. Yeah. So, and, uh, and let's go, by the way. Great, great news on that. Thank you. So that was just like one, to me, that was like a, a just a baby step forward, but to, to immediately have um, you know, field leaders who were like, gosh, they, they were proud. And, and I don't know that people were, realizing the emotional response that 
um, great marketing could have on the whole organization. So I think, as I said, like had uh, had we not been in this situation where all bets were off and we had to do uh, story tell things a little differently, I don't. We would have gotten there eventually. I don't know that we would have been there in like month one. And and for me, that's a silver lining to this whole situation. Um, and you know, from there, it's just been a series of figuring out how to think about the different things that we do. Um, it's not just selling the products. It's really about the experience of shopping at Lowe's from an omni-channel standpoint, from a service standpoint. And then the final thing I want to note is this is definitely a time where companies define themselves by how much they don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And um, one of, I think, our biggest and most important headlines was one that we didn't really generate um, on our own. It just kind of took a life on its own when people saw that we had, um, among other significant donations, made it created a $25 million um, grant earmarked for minority-owned um, and women-owned small businesses who had been impacted by COVID. Because, you know, we believe in helping people get back on their feet. And that announcement came actually prior to um, the death of George Floyd. But it just, the timeliness of that was really significant. And so I, I feel proud and a little bit lucky that, you know, some of the actions we've been taking to really, as, as our CEO Marvin Ellison likes to say, be a better company, uh, emerge from this an even better company. Uh, I, I think we're, we're, we as a collective leadership team and, and the teams that work with us are, are really committed to doing that in new, relevant ways. And um, in that sense, it's a very strange time for all of us, but, but also in an exciting one. Yeah, we're all we're all learning together, and these are things which have been accelerated greatly, as you've pointed out, and certainly things that you have learned and will incorporate going forward. Consumers are going to expect slightly different things from brands, and certainly strong stances to be taken. And and and, and yes, unfortunate, important, significant timing with regard to the investments that you've just noted as regarding their concurrent context socially, but certainly a good place to have been standing up already and a good place to be walking now. It's it's part it's that spirit actually where I want to where I want to ask a question of advice. Actually, I think this is a good place to land with this with this conversation because uh, my aim with this podcast, I want to learn from brands and leaders all over the place given this like skepticism, cultural importance, all these different things coalescing into a 2020 which is just outrageous and will and will lead to 2021 and 22 and 23 where things will be different. People will think differently. How do you advise that would-be CMOs, people who are following in your footsteps, how should they be sort of bridging that gap to true brand humanity or, or authenticity? Are there things that, that are principle-driven that you've stuck to either in your time at Lowe's or prior that have helped you to, to figure out how to carve your way there? Well, I think it's always about balancing a couple of different uh, requirements and instincts of a job like this. So on the one hand, you have to be a pragmatist, and on the other hand, you have to be a little bit of a dreamer. Um, on the one hand, you um, need to just be thinking about um, what are the stories I want to tell and how do I want to tell them? But they're, they're never you know, in a vacuum. It has to very much be through the lens of, 
What are the clear business priorities? What are the challenges I face? And how can marketing creatively solve for those challenges? That's what great marketing does. So I think, look, this year has certainly created some impossible situations for some companies. And sometimes that is just the case. But I really, really believe that whether it's unique opportunity or just absolutely unique challenges, at the end of the day, um, if you're going to have a relationship with consumers, they have to understand what kind of relationship they're in and find the meaning in that and and believe you. You know, they have to really believe you. And as as a steward of a brand, I always think that, you know, in some ways, the greatest role is to try to tease out the best of what a brand can be much like we as individuals, I think, are on a, a, a constant journey in life to be, you know, the best individuals we can be. It doesn't mean perfection. It, it doesn't mean transforming ourselves into something we're not. That's really, really important. It means finding, you know, who we're kind of meant to be and then being the best version of that. Um, so that's what I believe the opportunity is at Lowe's, is to make it the best Lowe's that it can be um, and have that be relevant to the world in which we're living and the consumers who we need to serve. Um, and if we can also be really mindful of the importance of making the brand meaningful for our associates who are on the front lines of this whole thing, I, I think it, it, that is not an inconsequential piece when you're in a retail business. Absolutely. Go inside out and be able to be the best you possible, whether that is a, a brand on high, whether that's an employee, whether that's whether that's a consumer coming into Lowe's every week to, to re-up on, right. I don't know, something, anything really, right. uh, which I'm sure people are learning to do now. Well, I can't tell you how uh, much of a privilege it was to, to talk to you. And my gosh, what a crazy first six months it has been. And, and, and I, I look forward to, to seeing what you do with Lowe's going forward. How many more awards you guys can get lined up for especially, but to, uh, to see what sort of impact uh, this will see, you know, following 2020 as well. For now, and just learning how to uh, bridge the gap and, and tell these real stories and tap into to, to real people's emotions. It was, it was a pleasure to get your expertise here. And thank you so much for joining me. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. By the way, those plants of mine, still alive. That's right. The green thumb is growing and I've got Lowe's in part to thank for it. Thanks, Marissa. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning into this debut episode of Authentic Avenue. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And here's where else I am on the internet. Twitter at AuthenticAv, Instagram at AuthenticAvMedia, and you can also write me directly at Adam at AuthenticAvenueMedia.com. Say hello, tell me who I should have on the show next, and tell me what you think of this whole thing. This has been your host, Adam Connor, saying until I get real again with you, thanks for taking a walk with me down Authentic Avenue. <laughs>